0: We're back episode 70. Uh episode, yeah, episode 70 G. This is your boy Chris J. Uh got the trail side on here. Yeah, go ahead and do yourself, G. Yeah. Alright, glad to be back. Uh, as we start every episode with whatever episode number it is, we give you an NBA play that wore said number. Uh, so shout out to Dennis Rodman again for randomly wearing the number. 70 uh he wore in 2000 with the D- Dallas Mavericks so shout out to him and nobody else worth mentioning ever wore it, honestly um so shout out to Ninja Rodman like all the other niggas played in the freaking 40s and 50s and we don't honor any type of basketball before c- the civil rights movement started so be that way sometimes but Let's go straight into it um not a, a lot has happened but also not a lot has happened either um so n b a is still uh suspended as far as we know, they said thirty at least at least thirty days um and I was said like the around the last time we recorded, so it's been about a, two weeks now, four week two weeks now since that has been announced. Adam Silver has done a good job of keeping everybody updated on the processes and stuff. We've been updated on uh, teams have been getting testing their players for the virus. Uh, Quite a few players on top of that. We'll get to that shortly. Um, And Adam Silver has been very open on what can happen, whether we can like when we can possibly see the NBA season uh, progress, whether it be uh, we'll be finishing the season out during the summer and get a finals in August, and or whether the season itself can be outright canceled. So the league has been preparing for both situations in itself, and on top of it, just letting players know: please try to stay your asses in your uh, home cities, and if you need to go out, go out. Uh, as we as we learned today, Jamal Murray has been out here, but be that way sometimes. So
1: you're in the shelter of his home.
0: We don't know where home was, whether it was her home, his home, but he was quarantined and he's enjoying himself while he was quarantined, while he was at it. So, hey, shout out to Jamal Murray. Don't, uh, we all make mistakes. Like we tweeted you on the page. We all make mistakes. G. So we're not judging you here, but but yeah. So, uh, things have been pretty like in terms of basketball, just wait and see. Only thing we've been really news-wise we have been getting has been players getting the vi- uh, being confirmed, getting, uh, the coronavirus p- testing positive. The biggest name of most recent mi- of above all since Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert has been Kevin Durant along with three or four other, uh, three or four other, uh, players on the Brooklyn Nets. Two players on the Lakers have been tested, uh, have been tested positive. Surprisingly, nobody on the Raptors. There was another team recently, too.
1: Uh, it, uh, Pistons.
0: Oh, yeah, Christian Wood on the Pistons. Let me just make sure we are them correct information. NBA players tested positive. For, oh, Marcus Smart as well, so um, Marcus Martin of the Boston Celtics has been tested positive, unfortunately. Um, the Nuggets have a player, but they didn't give out the name. Christian Wood of the Detroit Pistons. Uh, three players on the uh, 76ers, uh, have tested positive and they didn't release the names. So, so that's like what? six teams with players at least a player on uh has been tested positive so definitely keeping everybody up in prayer um keeping everybody up in prayer as far as we know neither none of the players each each of the players that have been who's who's been public with uh saying they were tested positive have all said they didn't have no symptoms so once again it goes to say As soon as we can, as soon as they say the general public can get, uh, tested, still try to stay quarantined, stay your ass home if you can stay at home. So please respect, uh, respect what a lot of people who have gone public say, stay your ass at home, chill, relax, and let due process go along with this and we will get by. So, but, uh, your uh, thoughts on the entire situation? Crazy. Um,
1: It's crazy how it spread it like this. Uh, It's just a wild situation. Hopefully things get better, not just selfishly in terms of just like because I want basketball back, but also just, you know, me um, thinking about, um, you know, how this is going to hurt players' pockets because they got paid for that uh, this month. But the NBA is in talks with the with the player association to even see to pay them
0: mm-hmm.
1: next month. Um, I know yeah. some people they will get a check another. They
0: will get one check next month, guaranteed, But it's the April fifteenth check because, like NBA players, get paid every two weeks, I believe, or something like that. Like normal. He said normal. I mm.
1: Damian Lillard has a got <laughs> got gotten on uh, a salary of uh, a couple million dollars. Exactly. So, uh, so. He probably see his check probably like what a
0: two hundred k or something like that. Probably, and that's being generous.
1: That direct deposit hit some fierce.
0: <laughs> direct deposit is like <laughs> he just he sit there with a smile.
1: Uh, but no, uh, it's, it's sad. Uh, like they said, practice social distancing, as much as I hate that word. Um, also, uh, just uh, enjoy your time away from work. Enjoy your time um, working from home and, and, you know, spending time with family longer than you usually would, being able to complete video games like me, because uh, that's what I'm doing. Um so yeah, just have some fun
0: yeah definitely like have fun to yourself, use this time to like just relax, get your mental together and you know, just literally just be just relax all together like some like like recent, we we're from Chicago so we're our we're on a curfew uh type thing they want us to stay inside, but technically it's a curfew uh for us. And Mugs out here trying to be Mister Oh Yeah. I'ma just uh, do what the hell I want. Like G, just respect it, G. Because Chicago police is a different breed, and they don't give a fuck, G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like we have an inside joke where literally Officer Anderson and Armstrong gonna pull up, and what you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do? Because <laughs> literally, like, just respect. Just be be mindful, respectful. And at the same time, be mindful that just because we're young, like, just because not a lot of young people have actually died, because it's like a few minority cases of a few young people dying, uh, and that's mainly because they already had something like, a uh, something that will cause the, uh, virus to actually do them harm. Once again, do your research on this too, uh, but just make sure you actually use common sense. That is all I can really say. Use goddamn common sense. Uh and just be wise how you're moving because just because they say self-quarantine don't mean self-quarantine go over uh, your homie's house. That makes no goddamn sense. That defeats the entire purpose of self-quarantining because you could put they crib in danger, you could put them in danger and God forbid they got kids. God forbid they got kids. Or they live with their mama or their grandma and, and like we're black and this is kind of direct towards us black folk right here. We have issues in in our community when it comes to diabetes, diabetes, high blood pressure and all of that shit. So don't put your uh the OGs in danger. Please, so be very wise. Please be extremely wise with how uh you you moving out here because you could put many many people in danger. So just stay your ass inside if you don't need to go inside. If you need to go outside, go to the grocery store, go to the grocery store. Be smart, be smart out here because the last thing we need is where they see all the young people out here so not taking it that serious. And next thing we know, they saying, hey, uh, just shut everything down nationwide because then everybody's fucked. But now you're looking goofy as hell. So be very wise. So don't. So you'll be have
1: mad as to... hell because the economy got shot. When you try to buy a freaking bag of chips. I think it'll be three fifty.
0: Exactly. Be wise out here in these streets, G. Be very wise. That's all we can really stress. But, uh, but yeah. So moving on. So as I mentioned, Adam Silver has thrown out ideas of what can possibly what they can possibly do with regards to the season. They like the options brought to him, brought, he has brought to us involve canceling the season altogether, renewing the season possibly around June or July, or and also number three, which is kind of the funniest one. If the season does get cancelled, just have a charity game of players that have who uh has tested negative and let them have uh, like a charity all star type game, which sounds neat in itself. So I'll let you start. I just so, think. go ahead.
1: I just think redo it in June. Um redo it in June. When you get it when you got it in June, um just go straight to the playoffs. I I think that's what it is. I don't care who was close to the AC. This is about we want to see playoff basketball. That's at the point that we in, and as NBA fans now, that we just want to skate to the playoffs. We we saw what we was gonna see from these teams. We at that point of like, ain't nobody was on like the come up. You know what I'm saying? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like nobody was just playoff basketball. There won't be any Olympics, so you ain't gotta worry about that.
0: Yeah, the Olympics uh, is looking very, very not good right now. So,
1: because so, a lot of people from the Olympics are getting tested, still go with the no fans. Um, oh, thank God I just got that. Uh, still go with the no fans in attendance. Um, let that rock, and then see where we go from there. But like.
0: I need to play our basketball. Yeah, I agree. Uh, If I feel like the later they decide to start it, the season, restart the season, I feel like the more likely they should just start the playoffs. And But, like, let's just say if it's, like, early June, late May, I would just do, like, maybe a week and a half, finish off, like, do a, a, a small amount of the regular season just to kind of get the players back in a rhythm because let's see how it's been what two weeks now? Yeah. About two weeks now we're entering 2 it is put it. We're entering two weeks now without basketball. So what NBA basketball altogether and basketball in itself. So with that being said, if let's say we, they go the entire month of March, the entire month of April, no basketball. And then most of May, no basketball. Most that's dang near another off season for some guys. When you think yeah. about it. So that's like literally that's two and a half, three and a half months of no basketball right then and there. So the later it goes, I feel like giving them a week and a half, at least a week and a half, at least at the very most two weeks of just finishing off the regular season. I don't think it's going to really change anything in terms of the playoff picture because when we last looked at things, the Pelicans was falling in terms of the – it might – it's going to be more of a seeding with the West than anything. I feel like the East is kind of set in stone. I'm pretty sure like a team like Philly wants to get back up and using this time is good for them because they're getting healthy. Um but still, I feel like it would be fair to at least try to get them in a the rhythm instead of just throwing them in a the playoff-type atmosphere. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, my God, now we got to freaking uh, get in that uh, playoff mindset. And I feel like that would benefit somebody like LeBron, but at the same time, you would think you want to get some type of rhythm back going. Because I feel like a team with like the Lakers who didn't even make no changes, and like when you even look at it now, it's probably a good thing the Lakers haven't made no major changes to their roster. In all of that because let's just say the playoffs just they just say start the playoffs, they probably sell out the best chemistry mainly because, for one, they near everybody on the Lakers live in LA. I'm positive they near everybody because who don't live in LA? <laughs> if you're going to the Lakers, you probably got some type of place in LA, so you're still there. Plus, on top of it, they were considered one of the most cl- one of the closest teams in. The league on top of it, which is kind of shocking that only two players got the uh, virus in itself. But thank God in itself. But um, but yeah, they're one of the closest teams in terms of that. Also on top of it, they so like they already set in stone was number one seed. So, but like a team like the Clippers who outright kind of changed their roster, you was just starting to get a rhythm going. Like, yeah, Kawhi's getting a lot of rest. Paul George is getting a lot of rest. But you don't have that chemistry and all of that. So, like, that type of stuff kind of hurts. So, but it's it's up to them. Like, I feel like the later it goes, start the playoffs, it, the sooner, the earlier, get a couple regular season games in. I wouldn't say a couple, but like a week's worth of regular season games and just try to get the players back going and all of that and start the playoffs that's how i view it because i feel like it just wouldn't be fair like you're kind of setting players up for a little bit of failure you just throw them back out in the field into a playoff type atmosphere so that's mm. just how i look at it but uh but yeah so like the league in itself is gonna it's gonna be interesting but more than likely next year we probably like next season let's put it that way next season we probably not going to see the NBA start until around Christmas, like at least around Christmas, which might be the no- eventual norm of the NBA, which is weird because a owner did say it would be a good idea. They just start the league in Chris- around Christmas, so that way they don't got to really compete with the NFL as hard, so it'd be interesting like see if it does become the new norm and stuff like that, um, but yeah, what else, can? Is there anything else you want to add?
1: Oh uh, no, I'm, I'm good.
0: All right, cool. Uh, next week, not this week, we're going to uh do our top, redo our top fifty players list of all time because we need content for the uh for basketball ses- section wise of the show.
1: Did you did you did you do it? Because I was thinking next week we do top fifty wrestlers.
0: Well, next week we're going to cover Mania.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So we can yeah. do top 50 wrestlers after Mania. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do top 50 after Mania. Uh, so, but we'll do top 50 basketball players this week. I mean, next week. Next week's episode, just so you guys know. Then we do top top 50 wrestlers. A lot of niggas, G. I know. That's why it's going to be fun. I right, trying to think of top 50 wrestlers, but hey, man, we've been looking at random niggas on the app recently. So, um,
1: that
0: gave me you know. even an
1: inspiration to do it. I'm gonna see right. where you put uh, Steve Blackman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, but yeah. So beyond, so next week, not only are you getting our mania coverage, which we'll go and we'll talk about that coming up shortly. Uh, we'll give you our top 50. We're doing our top 50 players updated because I feel like just like from the last time we did it, a lot has changed. So. Oh, yeah, and just on, Greek Freak
1: made my list.
0: Yeah, Greek Freak made my list. Kawhi has made my list. Some players getting rearranged, so... Definitely. So, yeah, so that's going to be a nice dialogue, and we'll have Tyler for that to mediate that, because it might get chaotic. Um, Because I still have not... I'm just letting it be known that I have not budged off my... Uh, Patrick Ewan is still better than uh, Isaiah Thomas' uh, range. Uh not <sighs> have not budged. But, uh, so, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. So let's go ahead and get into wrestling. Unless there's anything basketball related that needs to be talked about.
1: Um then um, I mean, we talked we talked a little bit about Jamal Murray getting that that sloppy wop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we good. Yeah, we good. Uh before we get into wrestling, hold on. See, this is this is where since we have time. I need to let this rant off about Chicago Bears because I am a Chicago Bears fan. And, like, outside of Twitter and Facebook, I really haven't even given in-depth thoughts. So, if you really want to hear my thoughts, here go. So, I'm letting Mugs know now. Uh, we could have had Cam Newton. Well, this is, is going to give play-by-play. NFL is probably the most exciting sport right now because they let, they're let having their offseason, actually. Uh, I don't know how you're having an offseason without actually... Um, Having an off-season without actually, what's the word I'm looking for, players meeting uh, with the teams and agents actually going to facilities and shit like that. I don't know how, but they figured that shit out, and I respect it. But um, But, yeah, Chicago Bears have found ways to just hurt my soul in various ways. So, with that being said, first day of free agency, NFL free agency. Uh, immediately stated the bears are talking to teddy bridgewater for a contract me getting my hopes up i'm like gee if we get teddy bridgewater it's gonna be lovely because that nigga can throw he's a great quarterback i remember seeing him on the vikings he was really good he just had ass around him or hit or that one season his freaking leg just suddenly exploded dead ass exploded google it and it's just the details in itself is really wild in itself but Then we get word that the Bears are not as invested to Teddy Bridgewater as originally stated because he cost too much. Which I understand. You still have Mitch Trubisky and the Bam and you still fake hopeful of the man. To me, I don't really care at this point. I like Mitch, but at the same time, gee, you need some competition. You need some heat on your ass and if you can't beat the competition, that just tells me all I need to know. Then we get the rumors that Oh, Cam Newton seeking is uh, about to get traded or looking to get or the Panthers are trying to trade Cam Newton Bears and Cam Newton has been a collision course since this this past season and nothing else has frustrated me more than having to deal with that but you know what happens I still get excited again because everybody on ESPN is saying yeah Cam Newton Bears should be a thing automatically that should be where he needs to go and all of that and then you know what happens we hear the Bears are talking to Cam Newton that morning. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, it's about to happen. No, what ends up happening is this. Bears trade for Nick Foles. Why? 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 Now, Nick Foles has, yes, recently is one of the Two people to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, one of the two quarterbacks ever beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl easily. Not a problem. He had he has flashes of greatness. I greatness is stress. No stress stretching it. T- Nick Foles is more of a Eli Manning type, where we know who he is, but if he catches fire, like by God, he looks good. But if I'm dealing with that, I might as well goddamn deal with Mitchell Trubisky. Then that's a goddamn case. Because I see Mitch light the world on fire too sometimes. So, and to me, that sounds no better. It's just you have a nigga with a Super Bowl ring, and he actually done it before. So, but this is my thing when it comes to Nick Foles. Yes, he won the Eagles a Super Bowl. But I also saw the nigga get cut by the Eagles once. Not once, but not twice but three times. So there we go. When it comes to that, I seen him start on other teams and not do nothing that good or, or lighting the world on fire. Neither one of those times. I forgot what other team he was on originally before he was on the uh, at The first Eagles run. I really forgot what team that was, but I I really, but in recent memory, and this is what, football is is what have you done for me lately nigga was on the Jaguars yes he took he freaking broke his collarbone but he still lost his job to a nigga named Gardner Minshew G the nigga's name is Minshew Muggs left his mustache G you lost your job to that nigga G to that guy now that just stresses me out and there's nothing you can really do tell me in recent memory what Nick Foles has done to prove to me that he is better or at least give me hope. Shout Tim Duncan doing it. niggas so dirty. Yes, I'm watching Tim Duncan highlights. But uh But yeah, there's nothing that Nick Foles can do at this moment to really make me feel like he can take this team to a Super Bowl. Playoffs, yes, that sounds lovely. But to me, I rather I want a Super Bowl. I see Super Bowl talent on this team. And if I gotta steal with the stress of Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky both being my quarterbacks, when I could have had Cam Newton be my quarterback, who took his team to the playoffs, took his team to a Super Bowl, has been to the playoffs multiple times, and the MVP over Nick Foles. I'm going to hang this over the head of this organization for the rest of my life. Forever.
1: I don't know why um, they didn't pick him. And not, uh, and not because he's injury prone. I would have hoped it was because of that. Which that is the organization
0: is extremely racist. Very. Oh yeah, we will get That was the part I was getting into next. <laughs> them owner, like them McCaskies, do not. I, at this point, and I'm stand, Like at first, I was in denial, but there's no way that you do not pull the trigger on Cam Newton, and he, he's been in literally. This, the Bears organization, media-wise, miles for at least the past six months. For the past six months, Cam Newton, and the Bears, has literally been linked, and you telling me that the trigger was never pulled, and it has to be because these mugs do not want a black quarterback. And yes, I can sit and say we had Cordell, goddamn Stewart, who was zesty as hell. Yes, Jason, goddamn Campbell, was a quarterback for the Chicago Bears, but bro. Those dudes were ass in in comparison to who Cam Newton is and who Teddy Bridgewater are. What well, is so? Yes, racism does play a role in that we have a very racist ownership who probably just do not want a black quarterback pulling the trigger. But at the same time, when we last time we won the Super Bowl, our quarterback had had nigger like tendencies because he was a trailer trash white boy. At the same time, he wore a goddamn headband, so he had nigger tendencies. But at the same time, the black players were the face of that 85 Bears team. And I'm tired of literally talking about the goddamn 85 Bears because, nigga, I wasn't even alive. I was not alive for that shit. So that in itself cannot be talked about because that happened 40 decades ago. Four decades ago. Apologies. So literally, I don't want to hear that shit no more. I'm tired of it, bro. I'm tired of it. But if Nick Foles does not get the job done within the one or two years, because this team has a one or two year Super Bowl window before we have to probably pay Khalil Mack more money and pay other niggas more money, please, all I ask is don't disappoint me. Because at the end of this, by two years from now, I don't want to say we could have had Cam Newton.
1: This is the thing. So... And what I want to do, to it you probably calling me, but it's true. You don't know football, so that's why you make this decision. And yes, I don't. But since you have a quarterback problem, yes, I want to pull, throw camera, and the Bridgewater, but man, you, I'm racist to black quarterbacks, so I ain't going to pull on it. Not me, but I'm thinking of the
0: Bears' ownership
1: because shorty ass is racist.
0: That's um, named McCaskey, G. If
1: that's the case, if you scary about this, this situation with Mitch. Why you just didn't get girly? And I'm pretty sure the talk in
0: I can explain and, the girly thing, by the way. So you think it.
1: they should have got girly or pass?
0: no? No. So, girlie gee, girlie has been like, as somebody who plays fantasy football, girlie has not been good <laughs> for one and a half years. The Rams ran that nigga <laughs> knees to the ground. That is also the primary reason why they lost the Super Bowl. Because girlie knees said I am done but Atlanta took him
1: and I'm Atlanta garbage
0: Atlanta is just desperate and they also decided to release their bet to me who was the better runner back between two at this point
1: mm.
0: so yeah like I'm not shocked that like in a way I would I knew he was probably going to go to Atlanta honestly it was that type of... I knew he was going because that's... Because the Falcons is my second favorite team. And I know that organization very well. That's the type of shit they do. They like old, washed up running backs. Who played for the Rams on top of it. And think his girl, he's not even old. He just... His knees, his body has just let him down. Because if you... That dude, that dude ran a lot in college. Like he had, I think a crap ton of carries in college like georgia ran that nigga to the ground so plus he had to play alabama for three years (laughs) so (laughs) that dude is probably got knees of a 40 year old g so i I wouldn't want girl either like that dude like he he can still he has his moments but it's not like oh yeah let's do it and plus, the Bears don't have a good enough offensive line. They will have to change their whole offensive line up. So. But, yeah, like, it's it's not just – with football, you just can't add names. That's just the thing, like, in terms of other positions. Quarterbacks, you can do that. That's why the Buccaneers got Tom Brady. Shout out to Tom Brady, by the way. Um, that dude trying to get their last Gotta Super Bowl. check.
1: He got, don't he got $60 million guaranteed or something like that?
0: It's $50 million. Like, okay, football contracts are funny. So, it's $50 million guaranteed. The whole contract is guaranteed in terms of $50 million. But it's $10 million in bonuses that he can potentially get. Which he'll probably end up getting them bonuses. Because that team, I don't know what the bonuses are, but I'm pretty sure one of them involves Super Bowl. Another one involves playoffs. And another one involves getting a certain amount of uh, stats. in. The amount of offensive weapons that team have, <laughs> he hasn't had this many weapons in the long time since he had Randy Moss, <laughs> and that dude literally had a career year when he had Randy Moss on his team. So it's going to, it's one of those like, and Tom Brady about to be fun as hell to uh, fun to hell, fun as hell to watch. Um, unfortunately, James Winston might might not be <laughs> be a starter next year. This why. He about
1: to shoot. She should became a Chicago Bell.
0: I don't want Black Jay Cutler, G. And I love Jay Cutler. <laughs> love and hate Jay Cutler, as you like to say. I I love and hate Jay Cutler. Black Jay Cutler will get destroyed in this town <laughs> because niggas are going to ride for him. I just can't tolerate seeing a nigga throw dumb interceptions. It G. Matter of fact, I recommend you this. They say he could have threw 50 interceptions. It's like a two, three-minute YouTube video of him throwing almost interceptions last season. Mm. Ooh. I almost died laughing watching that video, G, because I'm like, G, this nigga literally dang near (laughs) could have had 50 interceptions last season, G. But, yeah. But that's football talk. Pray for me as a Bears fan, and just hopefully that... If Nick Foles is my starting quarterback at week one, that I don't get stressed out, please. This team already stresses me out more, but the quarterback situation is going to stress me out even more. But that's that. Uh, watching Tim Duncan literally son Blake Griffin is sad.
1: Watching son DeMarcus Cousins, that was a beautiful one.
0: <laughs> hey, like, no, when he hey, did geez. that
1: to DeMarcus Cousins, like DeMarcus Cousins was talking crap. Tim Duncan was like, okay.
0: It just start bodying him. Send that man to God. But, G, he's yes. literally post-G. I'm watching this man post up DeAndre Jordan, post up Blake Griffin. It was like, all right, G. Swag-less post-up moves, G. <laughs> so, hold on, G. Hold on. Here's another one. He's like, hey, I'm open. Blake Griffin. Oh, I got Blake. All right, cool. Boom. Basic ooh, layout. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all fundamentally correct, G. Oh, you got Blake Griffin again. Oh, oh here you go baby that man like g you gotta hold that g but um but yeah so let's go ahead and get into wrestling so uh as we all as daytrop predicted in the emergency pod uh the last episode we did wrestlemania is pretty much has been sent to performance center uh and on top of it he even get with his uh surprise prediction that was probably going to be recorded you know, he said it could be produced like a movie, but we can see how that goes. Cause, um, But it is going to be recorded this week. So, um, your thoughts on Vince McMahon waiting as long as he did to actually uh, send Mania to the Performance Center? Because it's not canceled. It's not even postponed. So, your thoughts?
1: Uh, I would say this. I don't have any outrageous thoughts. I would just say this. Vision Man has to pull this off to make Mania feel special without the crowd. Because that's half of what Mania is. It is. So he'll have to do something extremely special. That pull out all the stops and fan service his butt off. Much I, I know Visual Man fan service. WrestleMania 30, we just talked about it before we got apart. That is a fan service Wrestlemania. It Other is. than taking sit sick to god darn Chris Benoit land. All that <laughs> type of stuff. That was nothing but fan service.
0: Yep. I definitely agree. Also, shout uh, out to uh, ESPN uh, actually needing content where they said, can we just show call Vince like that we been, need
1: That didn't the works before the um, the no content.
0: Yeah. They were going to show because
1: I think they're doing the same thing with UFC too.
0: Yeah, because I heard well, that I they're trying to, to put uh, pay-per-views on uh, ESPN+. What'd you say? I heard they're trying to put pay-per-views, like W pay-per-views on ESPN+, as well.
1: Yeah, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that rumor is... I think that rumor is uh mere Sauce compared to... Um, I think that rumor is what this rumor is, but somebody didn't get the details right. I mean, is what we got legit? But somebody didn't get the details right, because uh, what has been is people were thinking that they was going to sell the big four pay per views, which would have hurt if they sold them to ESPN Plus. Yeah, that would have hurt. Um, but yeah, science. But I just think this is what they will will. And hopefully they will show, like, it's a possibility that they will just show um, uh, all the pay-per-views. Like, before Big Four, they show OESPN every Sunday before that Big Four some of the best pay-per-views from that. Some of the, yeah, some of the best pay-per-views from that Big Four. So, the four Sundays before Survivor Series, they're going to show some of the best Survivor Series. And stuff like that. That's what I think is going to happen. Because not that because ABC got the basketball on the Sunday, and ESPN doesn't have any football on the Sunday, right? That's just the the network channels, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the local channel, right? So they don't have anything to put on. Say unless you have the people, you know, game, you know, talking about the football games while they don't have time or something like that. Um... But yeah, it's I personally think it's cool. Um, but back to the mania stuff. So um like I was saying, he has a lot to try to pull off. Uh I'm not in I'm not in the internet like culture in the sense of I'm gonna, you know, say that joke or I'm just gonna jump ship. Well, I do agree with some niggas who love to plan in WWE, in the sense that mania is going to be very hard to pull off. But I see that they, I see that they own it what's going on, because um they got a T-shirt of um
0: uh, that says I'm I I wasn't there, which I need to yeah.
1: They got yeah, a T-shirt that says I wasn't there. I think that's amazing. Um. Uh, I just uh So the rumors that say like Brock gonna go over and Drew McIntyre is gonna win via DQ like that type of stuff I can't go for in a mania
0: no. no especially
1: with the situation like this you have to bring happiness and especially like watching some of that ruthless aggression um stuff and I guess we'll talk about that later I didn't finish the whole thing but I watched a lot of it um watching that and seeing how the ruthless regression era started with uh, after you watch the competition, whether you have now? And WWE is its own competition at the moment. I, I don't, I don't go with the AEW shit. Um, watch it. having to. Holy crap! That's a loud freaking bottle. Um, watching watching Don't have to deal with they they sales and they have to reinvent themselves. It's it's really um how you say it? it's like this is the perfect time to get that master reset and get that audience back. Kinda like how you did when you did SmackDown and you separated the brands and you just let them niggas go. Cause you don't have a big you don't have the next like Roman Roman ain't there yet. In which he's your big he's your your next big name. And if it is, you don't have that backup nigga. Like Seth is like blended with the fans, either really, really hate him or really, really love him. But you don't have that, that transcendent style. Cena's out. Roman's still trying to grow into the boots. The fiend is me it. So like who who can you make that next big style? You use that mania to set that up. Um and I think with uh, with them with them getting this, you can you can go through a lot of stuff. You and since you're taping it, every move can be on point. Every 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 moment can be better, um, and it 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 can be an all around just really really good main. Mm-hmm. But. And it's up to Vince and making it the way Vince want to make it. Uh, he got the right people in the right matches. Drew McIntyre in a title match. people hate it. thank God you put that in the whatchamacallit. Um, Drew McIntyre in a title match. As much as you, I mean, as much as some people hate it. Um, do you got? Uh, hold on. Dude, this nigga got super root.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we screen shot my nigga name for next week's episode.
0: Girl, talking about mania man all right but uh, but yeah as you were saying though like vince had like the production i feel like in mania is gonna be the, very much the key and i know this may sound a little weird but this is a possibility something they can take from AEW because i watched their uh empty stadium show and like they had the wrestlers in the crowd and i don't know how much of the roster you're actually going to have there which I feel like is very kind of key um but um but if it'll be kind of dope to actually have uh like like the wrestlers there like some of the people there like some of the wrestlers in the crowd you might I wouldn't be shocked if some of their families is around and stuff like that like have those people in the crowd kind of just give it like a fake fan Fair type atmosphere. That's just me, because I kind of like that feel about AEW this past week, which was kind of neat. Um, yeah. So that's my uh, what was really dope by AEW this week. Besides uh, Matt Hardy popping up at the end, but um, that's a dive for a different day. Um, man,
1: about Matt Hardy popping up. The... Ooh, he gets to do Broken Matt Hardy, man. Yeah, out of here with that total deletion. But that stuff was me. It was booty. It wasn't, bro. Come on, G. Like Vince knew what he was doing. When he understood, nobody want to watch that, bro. If niggas go to AEW just to be something that Vince said you couldn't be, my nigga, that is the lamest stuff I've ever seen in my life, dog. And I think Brody Lee. You know how much I stand Luke Harper, or AKA Brody Lee. You know how much I love Punk. So this ain't me coming from a uh, a hate of an AEW stand. I think they got stars in them niggas. But uh, but literally high and Matt Hardy just wanted to do the broken gimmick just so he could be good creatively like nigga one thing in that in that documentary Stone Cold said Did I say his name right Stone Cold, right?
0: Yeah, you actually said right. <laughs> cool.
1: One thing uh my man said in that documentary that stuck on me, man, it don't matter if I win or lose. It matters just about, you know, if the book is right. Mm-hmm. My nigga he said he don't matter if you win or lose. Dog, who the heck is going to lose in AEW, bro?
0: That's the problem. That's the problem because people want... We'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But let's just go ahead. Uh, let's look at the Mania card because uh, I don't feel like... Not, nothing's honestly changing. I feel like the card is set at this point. What happens, happens. So, and I like the two day event thing that they're doing. So, like, it opens rooms for opportunity. So, let's look at the current card. We'll look at everything one by one. So, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, they finally go one on one. We knew they were, I knew they were saving this for Mania. So, uh, your thoughts? Love it. Yeah, like, I'm looking forward to this match. I'm glad they're going one on one. I'm glad they're keeping out the, uh, his disciples and also uh allegedly one of the aop niggas got hurt i think it's the bigger one he's hurt um so that's unfortunate but uh so prayers up to him but uh i'm looking forward to this match it's probably gonna be a great slapper of a match they're gonna put on a nice little show at the performance center uh then we have undertaker versus aj styles this should be a very fun match. Undertaker is working with a smaller guy, so he's able to pull off his stuff a little bit better and a lot more smoother. AJ's a good worker to work with. Uh I see Undertaker winning here. If AJ wins, I see that they're setting him up for uh a main title push by SummerSlam. That's just how I look at it.
1: I think I think you give I think you give Take O'Brien and then you retire him you hmm. gonna Brian the South
0: depending but how long went. the uh, Monday Night Messiah thing goes I yeah, can I see can, that, that can hit. like I can hit. see it happening because like because the thing is like okay unfortunately with one of the niggas on AOP getting hurt I don't know if you're going to if the other one's going to suffer because of it unfortunately but it might work out a little better just have One big nigga in the group instead of just having two big niggas, so Mm -hmm. that you see how it goes, and you could just throw somebody else in. I feel like it might be a little fresh to add a diva to it as well, uh, but that's just me. Um, but if the Monday Night Messiah thing goes on towards next Mania, which it has potential to be, uh, let I feel like that would be a fun way to if you want if Untech wants to legit retire, retire. Let Seth be the one to do it with the Monday Night Messiah gimmick. I feel like it'll be the best way to officially put it over. So, so, but uh, I wouldn't be mad if Undertaker uh, wins, goes over AJ. I wouldn't really be mad, but that's one of those situations can go wrong with. Um, SmackDown Women's Title will be a. I really hate this match. The Six Pack Challenge, uh, Bayley. Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Tamina, Naomi versus Sasha Banks. Uh, either Bailey or Sasha Banks is coming over with the coming out with the belt that night out of this, or it's going to lead to Bailey versus Sasha Banks going toward uh, for the next for the spring at least spring and summer. So that's how I view that. Um, then NXT Women's Championship: Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Uh, See, I feel like with Mania not happening the way it should, because I don't even know what the hell's going on with NXT yet. Uh, But I thought that uh, Bianca Belair was going to win the ladders match and get involved in this and uh, put her number one contendership into this match for her to go over. But I think...
1: Bianca Belair won that ladder match?
0: I don't know. No, I'm saying... I thought that w- like that was going to happen because they were doing number one contenderships for that ladder match, people to get into the ladder match for number one contender. That's what I was saying. So I don't know what is going on with NXT right now in regards to that ladder match. and What's going on with Port uh, Takeover Portland? So, um, I see Rhea Ripley winning. Yeah, I see her winning because it makes no sense for Charlotte to win at all. It's just how it happens is going to be interesting to me. Uh, Because that could be one match that could honestly end in a disqualification. I really wouldn't be mad. Yeah. So, um, then we have Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Uh Shayna Baszler Raw Women's WWE Champion Collision Course, plain and simple. It's just yep. how the quality of the match depends on how Becky Lynch uh, performs, to me. Yep. Um. So we in agreements on that. John Cena versus the Fiend. Uh. I see Bray Wyatt winning. I think,
1: yeah, I see the Fiend winning that yeah, just I to think... get that that win back.
0: Yeah, he has to get his win back, but also, uh, I'm going to say this, the promo that they cut was fire, G. Yeah, that was really <laughs> Like, good. G, I know how you feel about Bray Wyatt being mid in ring, but G, that man promo-wise he,
1: He's probably the best promo.
0: He's probably the best promo guy in the company. Like, yes, his ring work has room for improvement and all of that, but... I think him and Cena could put on a really good match because they both have a brawler type style, which would be fun to work with. And honestly, no crowd might benefit both of them in a way. So, uh, and also, I would love to see how if they overproduce this match in terms of like we recording the shit, overproduce the hell out this match. So, but uh, I see Bray Wyatt winning it has it's and Cena and one thing we always respect about Cena, he doesn't. He, he loves putting over talent. So, he don't care about taking his L. Uh, so, but he's going to make you look good too. As long as you work with him. So, then Goldberg versus uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, I just need this match to be over with in less than five minutes. <laughs> Plain and simple. Less than five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Goldberg can't do his moves but the spear, G.
1: Yeah, I don't think Goldberg is gonna be able to
0: jackhammer Reigns. He could have jackhammer Bray Wyatt, and he's fat. Reigns is mostly muscle. And he, so it was like, gee, and Undertaker's I think a little bit about the same like weight wise, about the same as Reigns, just taller. So uh Yeah, bro, uh Roman Reigns just in this nice and quick, gee. I see this being a five minute sprint at the very most. Uh minimum five spears uh i don't see the jackhammer being used and uh roman reigns wins and we get hopefully the the title reign that we want from roman reigns for the past year for like the past most of this past two three years so let's see where that goes uh then which i see probably being the main event of the entire show uh brock Lesnar versus drew mcintyre uh Brock Lesnar has been literally selling McIntyre like a million bucks. So, I see this being a very good match, a fun match on top of it. Uh, I see Drew going over here. Um, especially, I have a take that I'm going to say for after we uh, do the prediction. But, uh, I see Brock letting Drew go over here and all of that. So, But I think this might really potentially be a really good match because I think Brock is invested. Depending on how his travel issues come along, uh, how how invested he's going to be fully in the match. But I think he's invested in rocks with McIntyre, where it's going to be a fun match. So we'll see where that goes. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I hope Drew McIntyre goes over. I've been rocking with Drew, you know, since the Nego came back. So I hope he goes over.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, But also, I just kind of hope they put him back heel at least a month or two into his reign. Because he's just better off. Like He Mm. has the swagger to be a face, but it just won't last long. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But yeah. uh, But my take is I think WWE might go on a slight hiatus. Hmm. Mainly to kind of give the wrestlers a break, um and also to just ensure like the talent is healthy, health, and just make sure they and and all of that. It might well suck. since
1: they taping stuff. I think that's a perfect route to go on hiatus. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah, especially since they taping. That's why I feel like because they taping the stuff after Mania on top of it. So they taping that. They probably just going to let them uh, go on hiatus. Just to let the uh give them like some time to at least heal up, and also get get the ideal storylines going as well once, because hopefully by I'm sure they're hoping Vince McMahon, knowing him, he's hoping by May he can at least get some uh get things going in terms of like hopefully mm-hmm. we can work venues. Again and all that, we're not stuck in performance, center. or if they are stuck in performance, and we can at least have a small crowd of people there. So, because like I feel like you can only do the no crowd thing for so long. So, it's how I kind of view it. But I wouldn't be mad if they go on a slight hiatus and all of that, which would be smart. Let the work, let the wrestlers get shit together, get your storylines together, and then that way, because you got it. Because SummerSlam is going to be treated like Mania at this point. Yeah, SummerSlam is gonna be treated mania type size, so you got you want to make sure stuff is correct. You got the ideal storylines you want to have set up leading up to it, especially if we're all going in with brand new champions going to SummerSlam and stuff like that. So that's how I view it. Um, but yeah, so nothing else to really add. But uh, we could go continue on with your uh, what happened this week in AEW. Uh, like we said, we gave good praise for letting the wrestlers kind of be in the crowd. It was fun. It was a it was a fun way to look at it, and a like unique feel to it. I wouldn't be mad if they still that for Mania. Hey, I will even I would love it if they do it for NXT Takeover as well. So shout out to that. NXT
1: but, um, Takeover
0: canceled. Oh, that's legit cancel. Okay, well that's yeah that, because
1: Mania two nights, so
0: that's yeah. Canceled. Okay, that makes sense then. Okay, but uh,
1: plus I'm glad they did. Because I want Velveteen getting that championship to be
0: special. Yeah. My fault. I had to drink some water, but yeah. If Velveteen's gonna win that belt, I need that to be special. And then... Also... If that might be the last time we see Undisputed Era in uh, NXT. As well. Yeah. So, that type of stuff. Even the... Uh, the Gargano and Ciampa match. I, that... You kinda want those have that legit special feel to it. So I'm not mad if they do can if it is legit canceled. So it gives you time to figure stuff out as well. But uh but yeah. AEW wasn't that bad. Uh I enjoyed what was going on, but and also seeing Luke Harper what was his name again? Really Brody like Lee. Brody Lee. I really don't like that name just I don't it either. sounds like a,
1: I, I, it do not roll out the tongue right yeah Brody would have been better but
0: yeah they he I don't, I'm pretty sure he thought of the name but he could have thought of something better but if if it was just Brody it might stick a lot better cause but Brody Lee sounds like a nigga like a, the first nigga that dies on Jeepers Creepers or some shit Um but but yeah so he popped up and Matt Hardy popped up at the end uh, because I know they're doing a inner circle versus elite storyline and I guess uh, Matt Hardy has aligned himself with the elite, which led to the big delete, uh, thing going on with that. It's weird that he kind of worked with the elites but hey, who, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? But, uh, but we're honestly not shocked that Matt Hardy's joined. He already kind of that contract yeah. is ready to be signed at the moment. He, uh, we knew he wasn't signing, re with WWE. So, but, uh, I'll let you continue on your rant.
1: It's not really a rant. It's just like, like, what? It's weird. Really weird. Really freaking weird. Um, It's. I don't know how to say it. To me, it's like you 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 have this problem and you leave just to get that broken gimmick off. But you're like fifty six in wrestling years, probably eighty in wrestling years. Your sole purpose should be no bonus but be on your back taking pins. Getting people over. You never won a big stars. I guess that final deletion stuff was good because it was fresh at the time you did it, right? It was fresh. It's not fresh anymore. You steady trying to get that thing off. Why should I care? You know, like... I sit there and every single time it makes it seem not only like not selfish but it makes it seem weird that your whole purpose leaving the company was to be broken Matt Hardy Mm -hmm. because you can't get over any other way except for being broken Matt so you have that little drone and you could pop the crowd without that fan service. And you still ain't pushed a million on the ratings. And I don't care about ratings. Let me say that every time I say ratings. But your fans do.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. You
1: know? And they didn't press they didn't, they didn't press a million. They didn't. They didn't. And we knew he was coming, bro.
0: We knew. Like he made it very obvious. They made it obvious as well. And like WWE really didn't care either way. Heck, they put Jeff Hardy on backstage. What was it? Two weeks ago? A week ago? Last week? No, two weeks ago. Like the same week that he was like, like his last week in the company. (laughs) Just to say. He's still here, <laughs> so we got the, probably the more favorable Hardy boy. He just needs to stay healthy and lay off the drugs. So. Exactly. And they gave him the uh the theme song that everybody been clamoring for too, which is still one of the best theme songs in ever in my book. Uh, but mm-hmm. either way, I feel WWE is at a loss. Like, do I feel like I do agree, like, like, he, I feel like he definitely left because he just wanted to pull the broken gimmick off, and will it fully work in AEW? Sure, because A, it's more of an indie-type scene, and it probably works better there instead of on a bigger-type show, uh, but at the same time, I don't think, see it being a long-term thing, because eventually, because you catered so much to Matt, in this gimmick, he has to be on TV. And I've been saying this that time that old Matt Hardy's on TV can be used for younger talent that is on your roster, that you can be developing, that you have been trying to develop. You only have two hours compared to three. So you have to make the most. And honestly, it's not even a full two hours because we got factor in commercials. So more like an hour and 30. And that's being generous. So you have, you like you you have to make sure you are setting this up properly for it to even prosper. Because I don't like it's cool now for the first month, maybe to after till once the pay per view, maybe two pay per views. But I don't see it by the end of the year, mugs being as geeked as it was once like they first saw it. That's just me being honest. Um, but yeah. Like, it, like I, I'm a fan of the gimmick. It's something new. It's different for Matt and all of that. But...
1: It ain't nothing new nor different.
0: It's different for him.
1: He did it in WWE.
0: I meant for, like, just- his... Nah, I don't mean... What well, at the time, that's what I meant. For him. For Matt Hardy himself. At the time. When we first saw it on Impact. So. And then we saw the wwe version of it so and I honestly don't i think impact still dang their own most of the rights to it so i don't know how that's even going to work still so just thinking about that so but that's a different problem for a different day right now i'm watching james worthy highlights and then 12 for, 12 or 14 off pure layups um but yeah man but overall like we'll see where it goes uh I just hope it's not taken away from other uh, talent. And I feel like Matt Hardy just needs to accept, I think WWE was right, that, they kind of, that he should play more of a backstage role at this point of his career because he really can't do a lot of his moves as well as he used to because he's more, it's weird because he's more beat up than Jeff to an extent. It's just Jeff probably is fused with the uh, painkillers to the point where he don't feel as much pain um but i think matt would be a great backstage piece for uh either company that would be my preference for him at this point of his career because i feel like he has a he can do well working with younger talent in terms of helping them get over and finding ways to get over with and finding ways and stuff like that but if he's not ready for that then that's on him but eventually he has to get ready to that point whether he's a w doing it or he's uh, at WWE doing it. You gotta eventually start accepting a role that can lead you having a longer that will honestly probably help his wrestling career, his res- wrestling resume, like forever in terms of just helping build up other talent and potential future talent and stuff. But hey, but uh, shout out to AW though. They put on a decent show this past week. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about we've been watching. Well, I've been watching the documentaries, but uh Daytra's been catching up. Uh that, which one you want to talk about first? FCW or the uh Rufus Aggression. I
1: didn't, we can talk about since I didn't finish uh the It. I got to the um the evolution episode.
0: Oh, you said got a few more episodes, man. I think a couple yeah. more Yeah. Um
1: I, I know I I got a few more, I ain't got a lot. But I, 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 it's really well done. I hate the fact that Michael Rapport is the one. Yeah, um, no,
0: fuck that nigga. <laughs> I hate that nigga. No, i, well, I yeah. take that back. He's, no, because he wants to be accepted by niggas. So, no, fuck that. Fuck that man, G. <laughs> like,
1: I, I don't understand what's the appeal to him. Who the heck's. T- what's how Michael Rapport narrated? What? Like, fuck. But, um, no, um, I enjoy, let's do the FCW one.
0: Yeah. So, FCW came out, I think, two weeks ago, and I'm gonna keep it real, like, I learned a lot about it, because I I was always aware of FCW, uh, and yeah. that they were pretty much WWE's, uh, new developmental and all that, because I think they were moving away from OVW, but it gave a lot of history, Among and like how a lot of the FCW stars were very prominent in the uh, post ruthless aggression era, and even like the current I I guess you mugs call it the reality era of wrestling. But just Mm -hmm. how, like, how low key how everything had to be set up, the stories, like the stories they told, even just how invested Dusty Rhodes was with a lot of people that was involved, even like how certain. Uh, wrestlers like a uh, what's that man name I can't think of his name Uh, went back to FCW uh, just to kind of better themselves up and stuff like that like I really enjoyed like what they showed the promo school was probably the most hilarious thing though promo school is probably the greatest thing on there because it just to me it shows just exactly how important it is like you just being able to talk can make or break how uh make make a break if you make it in the uh WWE to me especially if you want to be like considered a star if you can't really talk there's only so much you can really do
1: yeah uh for me I said a promo school was good but also learning more about like some of the people who went there and failed the yeah. That was really good too. Um like the the third generational superstars who couldn't make it.
0: Yeah, like uh um, Gerald Briscoe's son didn't make it, Ricky uh Dragon Steamboat son didn't make it. Um yeah. oh somebody else I can't think of, but like it was a fair amount.
1: Yeah, um and then seeing the ones that did make it, like Bray like Roman, the Usos who I, I as much as I hate <laughs> The way they talk, <laughs> um, I, I like. I really freaking do, bro. I hate how the Usos talk. Um, but see how they was like naturals, and in the ring because they was one of the people who didn't
0: who didn't come from the Indies. Nope. It was
1: there. I mean, they, they just did,
0: popped up there. Like a yeah. fair amount of like the current roster, like Big E, uh, Naomi. What wait, I think it was yeah. Naomi, one of them. Like it was a fair yeah. amount of people just popped up one day and was like, "Hey, let's go." They put me through the uh, put me through the uh, grinder. G. Yep. Yeah. And even like somebody like Seth Rollins, who was there probably since the beginning, <laughs> and just wasn't getting picked up. Like Seth Rollins had to see, freaking no offense to Heath Slater, because he had he was on there a lot. Like if he literally would be the face of FCW, if you uh, based off how that documentary was, but he had to see Heath Slater, Wade Barrett, most of them Nexus niggas. Well, I think half of the Nexus niggas all oh. get called up, and then a few other people get called up before him, like Natalia. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was up there. I think no, him, Vic, the Bellas, the Bellas. And the Bella stories kind of actually made me respect them a lot more because like Muggs was telling them, hey, look, Muggs ain't going to put a lot of respect on y'all name and all of that. And just the uh, image that they gave them." and respecting the and working with them, because even though I feel like they're not the best wrestlers, they still solid at the end of the day. But just seeing their story made me respect them a lot more and, and respect their Hall of Fame, which, another thing, what's WWE about to do with the Hall of Fame as well? But, um, but just seeing all of that just really was really dope, but, like, Seth seeing all of them eventually getting his time was really dope as well, too.
1: Yeah. Um, but Seth, man, he looked like a star. Yeah. From the very beginning. Uh, it showed, it came off well. Uh, but he did, He always needed that. I think he still needs, you know, work on how he talks and stuff like that. Cause uh... Yeah, where he, his facial expressions always kills me. But yeah, he he always had. He just had that star look. Even like now, he compared him now with this whole Monday Night Messiah gimmick, which is as so much as people hate Seth these days. It's a hit. Yep. So. You know, well, I like it. Big e on the other hand, that nigga was garbage. Yeah. And I'm glad that he, he, he can't use that OVW to develop.
0: Yeah. Because he, he was just, he was the stereotypical bodybuilder starter guy. Like, he used to work out. And he was from the area, too. So it's kind of dope to see, like, the local guy end up making it as well. His story. But, like, yeah, that dude couldn't talk worth a damn. And,. Just seeing like where he is now because you could argue he's probably the best talker on New Day. Well, he's carrying New Day talking wise because Kofi can get a little dull with the baby and all that shit. But uh, in terms of just the voice of New Day, like Big E's literally that, even when Xavier Woods isn't there or just kind of chill. So, like, that's really dope to see.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: But yeah, uh, there's a lot of... But yeah, I definitely recommend people watch it. It's it's a lot. It's like a good hour, hour 20 minutes. It's worth every minute, just the story of it. And even just how when they went back to visit, just like the heart and memories they have for it. Like, and some of them drills is wild. too. So that's something else I want to talk about. The fact that you had to literally think wrestle for an hour straight, an hour straight, for training, which was a drill, soc.
1: Yeah,
0: that's extremely. They got
1: weed worms and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that because they said it was on a sweaty master bella said They got weed worm on their faces. Yeah. Yeah. All that to try to make it in the biz is Wild. Yeah.
0: But yeah, and like, and that was WWE name under and like that was the type of shit they had to do even some of the places they were working in and just how they had to take the shit apart was hilarious too and especially yeah. when they were traveling I'm like that's wild but but i have a like it made me give a lot have a lot more respect for like a lot of people's beginnings like, like seth especially big e i came out respecting the bellas a lot more on top of it and uh somebody else i can't think of them right now even naomi and uh just the fact that dustin dusty rose uh kind of approved of the naomi hood rat gimmick which was kind of funny but she still kind of uses it a little bit to this day so it was just funny how that's used but even then i feel like that's still naomi herself so like it's dope that he kind of let her be herself and eventually you could see it rubbed off on other black superstars down the line like a big e who benefited from just being himself apollo cruz can take notes but i think he just has to person of a foot either way so be that way sometimes but uh but yeah but uh anything else you kind of want to hit on uh about any of the other documentaries you watch because i pretty much watched all of them so i've been we
1: on it. To talk about like a little bit of you know i was saying um Man, that was aggression one, other than the lie about getting the F out, that, that was a lie. <laughs> that was a like, cap, G.
0: That was a huge yeah. cap. And also, if you look, me, I'm i I'm the older one amongst us, so I remember that whole situation. The World Animal Federation, the World Force Wildlife World Wildlife Federation was on their ass and WWE <laughs> said, All right, G we just gotta hold that air.
1: They was on their butt. Bro. They were
0: on their ass. <laughs> they were on their ass. That was,
1: that was big cap, but he used. They used that. He a finesse. Vanessa like, finesse do finesse thing. Yep. He used that situation to to rebrand WWE. Um. Uh, uh, man, it was. I
0: got a question. Do they talk about the SmackDown six more? Uh, they on the last one. Uh, when they kind of went more in depth on the uh, brand split, they actually kind of uh, talked about it a little bit more. I think they're actually going to go more in depth when, because unfortunately, uh, at th- it was what five five episodes they gave us, we're not getting any more until the fall.
1: And I know it's extremely hard to talk about the SmackDown 6 without Sam Benoit. Exactly.
0: I think that's the tough part because you can tell, like, even with... also
1: not getting Jericho to interview because he's contracting with somebody else.
0: Yeah, because even Jericho plays a huge role in a lot of this era, so it's like, but it be that way sometimes. But it's good that you have people like Kurt Angle around who you can still talk about a good bulk of the stuff because he was there for... A big. You
1: know, it. He is gonna be so hard to put. Like, Kurt Angle is gonna be so hard to put on that top fifty. This 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 documentary showed how great he was too. Oh yeah, but like, he is one of the goats, bro. Yeah,
0: because
1: he he was agree. legit. He, he they just threw him to the wolves and he excelled.
0: Yep, and he wanted it. Like it, it was mentioned in the first episode first episode even on the John Cena episode that Angle wanted it more than anybody else especially on Smackdown he wanted it he wanted the glory he wanted the moment so it was like <laughs> like you have like if you walk out of that you like get done watching it you will have a greater respect for Kurt Angle in terms of just backstage wise because even his performance wise you know like he wanted it but like just hearing like his peers even those backstage see it it was like It shows how much how great Angle was and how much he was Um, valued in the company, even though that nigga said, I'm gonna play with a broken freaking neck.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Cena stuff was good. I definitely enjoyed that. Cena is one of the GOATs top five of all time. Um, uh, It was funny how, and I felt like they low key buried Booker in this whole entire thing. Because when they was talking about the invasion angle, they was talking about how like they had we got none of the stars that people wanted to see, and I'm like, Booker was the champion.
0: (laughs) Okay, I wouldn't say they buried him because I was like, say they didn't to me it wouldn't feel like a bury, but it's like it's like yeah, Booker T was the champion, but around that time in WCW, at the end, like yes, Booker T was the champion. He was he won the, the belt that the last day, the last. Uh, Monday Night Nitro actually, and he was still very prominent then, but he wasn't as he was over, but he wasn't like Sting over, he wasn't Goldberg over, he wasn't Scott Steiner over, he wasn't still like Ric Flair, Kevin Nash, and all of them wasn't was still around over. Like he was like tier two, if you get what I'm saying. He was like that tier, and he was still, like, and he was just getting in like his bag then, so. So it wasn't like they buried, buried him. But it's like when you think WCW, even at the 2000s, like they were still pushing, like they were trying to push like the New Blood era. Booker T yeah. was kind of like the veterans of the New Blood. while you still had Sting, Goldberg and them motherfuckers around. So that's why it was kind of viewed. Like I see why you could view as buried, but it's not like they buried him. It's just. Booker T. You literally had to make Booker T. seem like he was sting when he really wasn't sting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was kind of the problem because of the contracts and stuff. Because I don't know why the niggas had different contracts like that, but (laughs) it was stupid. And I understand why this man didn't want to buy those contracts right away either. I'm like, wait till the motherfuckers expire. So be that way. I
1: want to buy Goldbergs.
0: I would have tried, yeah. If, if there was anybody whose contract he should have just tried to buy, it would have gold been Goldberg. You said what?
1: I would have definitely got Goldbergs and Sting.
0: Yeah. But, like, I feel like that was more of Vince McMahon's pride than anything. I think he just said, look, if you ain't gonna buy him out, then I'm not gonna buy him out my damn self. But we don't even know the numbers at the time. Like, those numbers could have been wild, even for Vince McMahon at the time. Because you gotta think about... At the time, he was... You still had to pay the hell out of Triple H. You had to pay the hell out of Undertaker. You had to pay the hell out of Stone Cold. You had to pay the... Kurt Angle was becoming a rising star, so I'm pretty sure he was getting a raise. Um, Trying to think of people. The Rock. And also, yeah, the, yeah, I mentioned The Rock, of course. Rock was probably the highest-paid nigga, even though he was arguably about to enter part-time at that time frame. Uh, Kane... Like, you had your stars that you had to pay. Plus, on top of it, you just got done trying... You, you got the world, world World Life Federation on your ass. So, you trying to get the lawyer paid with that. So, it was like, I kind of see why to an extent he was a little shaky on, like, right away throwing that bag at them. And then Sting shot his own self in the foot before getting mad at how they treated Booker T. When Booker T was had to play your role for because of your ass. So, so yeah, so I, I I get I get why you said but like they were working with what they had to work with. Like gee, we saw Mark Gendrak and Garrison Cage. Sean Stasiak. Disco Inferno fumbled his own bag. So it be that way sometimes.
1: Yeah that Mark <laughs> gendrak stuff had me did <laughs> That, it was just funny, wait. Like, nobody wants to see Jen Dragon, dog. Um,
0: and he knew it. He knew uh, it. He knew it. It was like, ready to try to get that man to alley you. <laughs> and, and all Triple H saw was, this motherfucker's a clown. <laughs> he was a God. clown. <laughs> and that's all true. Like, literally, Triple H envisioned that man as a goofy. It was like, yeah. Matter of fact, if we got to do it, just the three of us would we'll do just the three of us, nigga. Uh, he wasn't prepared to make it just the three of them, bro. And then, uh... Even with the whole Evolution episode, it just made me... it To me, just seeing, like, the concern for, like... Hearing Randy Orton and Batista's concern about the fact that it, it didn't work for the, like those injuries that they got concerned the hell out of them. Even Batista. He was like, gee, I just don't want to get fired. I don't want to get fired. I don't want to get fired. Mark Jindrax replacing me. Oh, shit. I might get fired. And, like, he worked himself to the point where he re-injured himself. And now he's like, oh, crap. Where to the point where Triple H waited for him to come back because he believed in him. So, just... For me, like, for one, I already had a huge respect for Triple H wrestling mind And who he views as who gots and who don't. But, um... Just... Just the fact that I I made... It made me appreciate the story of like who came out on top of Evolution and just how even though they open up Raw every goddamn week and talk for 30 minutes. But just like seeing it was still great for, for what it was regardless like when you look back at it. So that's just how I look at it. But it, yeah, like you, you're going to enjoy the rest of it. Um, What was that? The Brock Lesnar like say you didn't see the Brock Lesnar one you really kind of it confirms who Brock Lesnar is that we learned, like, off backstage stories we've heard previously. My only problem was with the Brock Lesnar story, they never talked about the uh, the plane ride from hell. They did not talk about the plane ride from hell, and I'm disappointed. Um. And then, and they also, I feel like they didn't really do a good job talking about why he left the first time, so. um. But yeah, like, the Brock Lesnar's more like the weakest, it was still okay, but it was arguably the weakest one. And then the last one was really good as well because it gave you an idea of like how Paul Heyman was setting up the SmackDown 6 and stuff as well. So, but uh, yeah. and then the episodes they got coming up for the fall are going to be really good because they talk about OVW. So, we're going to see like a focus on people like The Miz, John Morrison, and uh, the people who came up after. Cena brocking them, pretty much. Uh, mm. So, th- they're going to talk about OVW a little bit. Um, the Diva Search, and Mickey James had... Seemed like she had bars to say in regards to that. Um, which I'm looking forward to that episode. And was a couple more. I think they go more in depth on, like, just... Raw and SmackDown individually as well during that time frame. So, they, they got like they're going to have some decent episodes coming up when they restart in the small in the fall. So, so yeah, but, but yeah, so, uh, anything else you want to add for, because I feel like there's nothing really else to talk about or hit all. Nope. Oh yeah. Oh. All right. So on that note, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, once again, tune in next week because we're definitely, we're going to do our updated top 50 players of all time list. Uh, mania we'll talk about mania uh even though we're probably gonna learn winners and losers probably by thursday because it's just being taped so we'll know what happens before unless they do a really great job keeping that shit tight knit so we'll see what this man does in regards to that but um we'll see where that goes but we'll see we'll talk about mania we're gonna talk about the top 50 players so we're gonna have a fun episode next week Tyler will be on both of those next week's episode as well because he has to mediate the chaos and all of that as well but we appreciate you guys for listening make sure you follow us on Twitter at threes from the ring 3s from the ring all one word and appreciate you guys for listening in peace a